Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 408 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles. Joined today, not by Willie Saylor or Dana Roy Lobdell Jr. or even Stephen Kyle Brackey, who has betrayed us for a big fancy meeting downtown. To my left, I have David Bray of Partner Success fame. Straight away, with the mustache that will never go away, but needs to go away as soon as possible, Andrew Spey. Um, we need that gone, but it's still there, but, and, and it's fine. Says who? Well, I, says me. Needs to go. Looks terrible. I will keep it. All right, see, we're we'll split. Yeah, jury is still out. Jury's still out. Okay. The, the jury debla- de- deliberated for an extended period of time for the OJ case, so juries typically not not necessarily trustworthy we'll see okay so a lot to get into today we have lots of world's results that have happened some good lots of bad some uh officiating stuff that is maybe good or bad we don't know we'll talk about that but i want to start with something i didn't think i would have to start with draws at the world championships matter a lot okay and when you so we come out we see zane's draw crap this is going to be a lot harder than an alternative path right so to to me when we, we elaborate we're saying hey this has got to beat tobier this is a two-time world medalist in the last two years and then even to get past him he's gonna have to beat potentially Rashidov or Odaguru or Aliyev. And then after that, it's going to be a Musakayev. That is really hard. It is irrefutable that if on one side of the bracket, you're going to have to hit four or five top 10 ranked guys, or uh, on an alternative path, you would have to hit one to two top 10 ranked guys. Your probabilities of navigating that path are higher if you face Less good wrestlers. That apparently needs explained right now. That That's just the reality. It is a lot harder to go farther if you have more good guys than you think. And to all of you that are trying to say, you got to beat the best to be the best. Okay, yeah, we know. You're, you're not breaking new ground. This is not, these two things can be mutually exclusive. It can be really, really hard to go very far in a tournament. And yes, we know for Zane Rutherford to win Worlds, for him to have won, he would have to beat everybody, right? But the things we were talking about, here's why draw matters, right? 
Because it's not just about winning worlds, okay? There, is there still value in, in a world medal? Yes. Is there still value in being top five and qualifying your nation for the Olympics? Yes. So here's what happened, okay? Because we have a really good guy in round one, not only is it harder for us to advance in the tournament, it's harder for that guy to advance in the tournament. And because we don't have true wrestlebacks in United World Wrestling, it's that much harder for us to get the medal opportunity, right? Because we're counting on what exactly happened to, to, to happen. We're, we're counting, or the opposite to happen, right? Tobier loses and doesn't pull us through because that side of the weight was really, really difficult. And he didn't even lose to a guy we thought he would lose. He lost to Bahrain, right? So, but not only that, not only does he not get pulled in, not only does Tobier not get pulled in, which means Tobier is not qualified for the Olympics, which means see you at Pan Am's, Tobier. So now there's a lot tougher guy. Now, hopefully, theoretically, we will be opposite of Cuba and we'll make the finals and we'll qualify our nation. But we don't know exactly how that is going to, to play out, right? So there's, there's a lot of reasons to discuss the draws. Some are easier or more difficult than others, right? And part of what, and, and another thing, you guys love the, that context. You love knowing, okay, what does our guy have to do? Okay, this is really tough. Okay, this is great. Adam Kuhn last year, what did we say? We said, Kuhn's draw's amazing. He made the finals, right? All the guys on the other were on the other side and Kuhn made the finals. Same Adam Kuhn didn't didn't make the finals this year. He's had he had a tougher draw. He had more credible Greco-Roman wrestlers on his side of the bracket. And then he, he lost, and the guy that beat him lost, right? So draws matter. It's important for for I know I when I was learning about wrestling, didn't really know. I really appreciated people that would explain to me. Okay, what do we have to do to do well here? What is the what are the credentials of the people in our path, right? So it all matters. Um, it's exciting to talk about, and we know that you have to beat everyone and all that stuff. All the hard O takes. Yes, we know, and we're not we're not trying to get in Zane Rutherford's shoes and say this should be Zane's mentality, right? Obviously, Zane should say, yeah, who cares? What right? he probably some of these guys probably don't even look at their draws. But for everyone else, for fans, that's important context. So we will continue to talk about draws, and we will continue to tell you when they're really, really tough, like Zane's was, which is why he went 0-1. And Malik Amin, who he was beating 20-2 before he pinned him when they wrestled each other in college, won his first two matches. Why? Because Zane had Cuba, and Malik had Guinea and Mexico. Back to back, because draws matter. Malik Amin will outplace Zane Rutherford in a tournament, which is unthinkable, but it happens because draws are different. Yeah, 65, I think, is a really nice case study in the in the brackets. And even if you uh, look at the top half, um, you know, another guy that that uh, probably everybody's familiar with is David Habit, wrestled yeah. in Edinburgh, represents Slovenia. Um, while Zane was wrestling Tobier, Habit was uh, just enjoying a bye. Uh, in the second round, while Zane had already been, you know, defeated, Habit was wrestling the North Macedonia representative, uh, which pushed him uh, into the match with with Bajrang. And and you know, if not for a really controversial match in the Bajrang semi, Habit would be would be pulled back into Repechage, would have a chance to qualify uh, Slovenia for for a spot, right? So, yeah, and and you know, some people might say, well, how do we know? How do we know that? Uh, 
Zayn is better than Habit? Well, because they wrestled in the 2017 Worlds and Zayn uh, t took them apart. So Yeah. We, we know because they've wrestled, right? And so draws matter. Draws ha have have huge importance. And, um, you know, we it's a two-edged thing. There's Sometimes you get good ones, sometimes you get bad ones. I, I don't – I'm not – necessarily against the random draw i mean I, I think it's a fine thing but it's it's and it is a fun thing to discuss like man what who knows who's gonna happen we're gonna have aliyev and rashidov in round one that is absolutely insane we'll get to that match for darn sure um spay any draw stops before we move on to uh some great successes by our, by our ladies yeah i think um one thing that comes up is the fact that uh uww uh when they have pigtail matches or when they have you know a bracket that's not 16 or uh 32 and 64 and so forth uh they put all of the um pigtail extra matches on the bottom side of the bracket uh save for this number two seed um but what that does is mathematically it just means that you have more guys to get through uh and and the explanation i guess is that you want uh, as many people not having you, you don't want staggered buys or one reason you don't want is because then one guy always has an extra match and you want it to have everybody wrestling the same matches as much as possible but unfortunately because you have like a 65 this year um almost double the number of competitors on the bottom side than the top side then that like uh increases the odds that you're going to have more wrestlers or good wrestlers on that side and the way the line bracket the uh, repechage system works uh there's only two medals per each half of the bracket and i mean again it's it's math like you keep saying and it is like a thing i think they should change that and you know uh at least do every other bracket and then clump them in the middle away from one and two but i don't know that's trying to explain a something that requires like a chart to really make a lot of sense of it or just to look at the bracket uh, yeah very, very simple very simply one side of the bracket has significantly fewer wrestlers that are randomly drawn in therefore you're gonna have major disparity like we saw with the bottom half of 65 kilograms oh. and if i'm a if i'm a competitor if i'm a world's competitor i'll say give me the extra match over a uh over the imbalance down here right like i would rather if I'm a bottom side guy or top side, whatever, I would rather know going in, it's like, okay, yeah, maybe maybe I'll have to wrestle an extra match, but at least I'm not going to have to worry about 30 guys on my side versus 16 on, on another side, right? Yeah. Especially with the way the new ranking series and, the, and you have the, the four seeds, right? But having the fourth seed is clearly better than having the second seed. Yes. Like there's no... There's, you're wrong. If you were to pick, if you you got the option, like where do you want to be put in the bracket? Fourth, the number four seed is just better than the second one. There's no reason to ever take two. Yeah, it may be as good as the one having the one. Right? Yeah, being the and being you can say, one. oh, well, you avoid the number one seed if you're in the two. It's like, yeah, but then you potentially add double the number of people that are vying for the same number of medals. Right. So, so yeah, that's, there, there's some little things that I I think they could make an adjustment to make it a more equitable thing but i mean yeah that's another thing jakara winchester is a world champion Woo. it was awesome she wrestled really really well um super pumped for her she kind of i mean you know a year ago a little more than a year ago but slightly more than a year ago she was a pretty substantial underdog to make the team i'm pretty sure she had been i, I forget who she had at final x in 2018 but she had lost to i'm pretty sure she, she had, had becca lost letters. yeah yeah becca Right, 
we just didn't see Jakar. She makes a team. She wrestled for Mount. She was right there, and then comes back. She says, "Hey, my goal is to win worlds." Like a year ago, comes back, wins worlds. Awesome, and you know. The question becomes, does she go up or down? You have to figure she goes up to 57. She's so big uh, at the weight she's at right now. But um, definitely someone to that's going to be a force to be reckoned with come 2020 Olympic trials. Congratulations to her um, winning worlds. I thought it was a great performance by her. And the way she won was really cool too. Like last year, the, the medal match she lost, it was a match where, you know, it's like, probably was a winnable match um, and a couple different decisions maybe she wins and kind of wonder is she maybe not like has she not been through the fire enough is she not tested enough Uh, but this this tournament her both her semis and her finals match were matches where she had to stay really locked in up to the end and and she was able to do that Um, and and so yeah really exciting and always enjoy a win over Japan in the finals heck yeah and and Tamara speaking of wins over Japan Tamara Mensa stock Gets it done. Hands up. What was it? The first loss for... Uh, it's like 2015 or 2015. something. 2015. And she won 10 to 1. That's Willie Saylor with that stat. Willie all the way from Kazakhstan. Was, yeah, that was Dosho from, from Japan that, that she beat. Um, yeah, hadn't, hadn't been beaten four years. Uh, Mensa knocked her off. Annihilated her, too. I yeah. mean, just like... She did. Uh, Dosho kept going for the arm drag. Mensa, uh, uh, Tamira had it scouted. Uh, blew through her, it, it, takedowns, clean finishes. Uh, it was more impressive than some of her earlier matches, I thought. Um, she looked great. I mean, she I don't, like, no one's stopping her right now, like, anywhere. Her, her semifinal win was so dominant. Like, that, she teched Shell from Germany. Oh, I mean, yeah, and that match. Quickly. Yeah, that was almost, like, like, two different levels. I mean, that was, that was, you know, a mismatch. Yeah. So she got the weight qualified, which is good. We only have, this is a David Bray stat, we have two of 14 weights qualified for uh, oh boy. U.S. Americans. That's not good. So um, we didn't qualify. Dayton and, and Zane did not qualify the weights. They will be wrestling in the trials fully. They will need to uh, qualify the weight, or some, one of them at those weights will need to for the United States. So it, it has not been... It has not been good for Team USA. We can't say anything other than, you know, on the Greco side. I mean, Greco side, we saw improvement, right? But we're not qualifying weights. And then on the on the women's side, um, you know, we're, we're having success with Jakara, but that's not an Olympic weight. And thankfully, Tamara punches one through, gets us another qual- qualified spot. But Adeline Gray also in the finals. Yeah. She uh, should be wrestling before too long here this morning. Yep, wrestling for her fifth, fifth title. Title, that's that's a lot. So, okay, many of you probably were watching. Um, I believe that the the FRL listeners are the are among the most devoted of wrestling fans. You guys know what's going on. Um, we appreciate you you guys listening. So, probably many of you were up watching last night, and I think the first thing that got us uh, got wrestling Twitter very vibrant and energized was the Aliyev Rashidov match, which everyone was watching because as soon as we knew this was going to happen, we're like, whoa, this match is going to happen, right? Two absolute monsters, uh, a rematch of a world final or... Yeah, uh, world final. So, insane. So, to give you the the quick and dirty, uh, Rashidov is winning late, 
and Aliyev is coming. And Aliyev ends up on a leg. And debatable takedown uh, kind of in the center of the match. I don't. I actually don't think it was. The knee was down, but not at a point. Uh, so Aliyev in on the leg. He kind of gets to rear standing. kind of has both legs. A knee touches, but as soon as he, like, works up to really control, Rashidov comes up in, in a quad pod position, right? So I actually think... That was probably a good not takedown call. But here's where it gets a little zany and what got everyone fired up, even though I don't think anyone cares one way or the other, and at least as, as American, Aliyah Rashidov, it's two foreign countries. I don't think there's a favorite there. They get to the edge. He's rear standing, and Rashidov kind of turns in. He's got a wrist, and he swims back. But he lands flat on his back um, inbounds. And they initially call the initial call. What did they actually initially call? Just two for. I I think did they did they go two for Aliyev or four for Aliyev? I think they went two. Uh, j- yeah, just two. Just two for Aliyev. It was three to two, and then it was four three. Yeah, that's it, right. Three to two Rashidov, and then the final sequence. Then it became four three Aliyev, and then Yolo Brick, uh, and it paid off. Sometimes Yolo Bricks. That's why they throw. Help you get in the World Finals. So, the the initial call is Aliyev beats the buzzer. Two points. He's the victor. Russia challenges. They look at it and you say, okay, well, yeah. You, you understand the challenge because there's literally no penalty whatsoever for challenging. So you're just kind of waiting for them to up uphold the call and then move on. And Aliyev's the winner in a great match. But what they do is they say, no, this call was wrong. Rashidov is your winner, right? And now did we get clarity? Did they call a step out? For, um, for Rashidov, I don't. I don't think we know why they call it what they call. Because it. what was the final score in that match? It was I've got the four two. So, and it was three two at the time. So they gave him one. So they're, what they're saying is we're, we're assuming is that Haji Aliyev's head hit out of bounds before Aliyev landed on his back or they're just going straight step out or I don't know what they could be necessarily calling there but ultimately one goes up on the board for for Rashidov yeah and I, and I mean the it was a weird moment on Twitter because the all the takes that came out in the first like two three minutes were like I can't believe this this is the word like not only is this a bad call but it's a it's a bad reversal of what seemed like the right call mm-hmm. like if they would have made the wrong call and then confirmed it you can kind of understand that but um i think for me and for you know a lot of people watching it initially was like there's no there's no way these are Rashidov's points and definitely not like conclusive enough that you would take away aliyev's points but that's what they did and then all of a sudden like some really prominent wrestling people started chiming in and, and agreeing with the call. Uh, and then everybody got really confused. I, it was, it was a bizarre moment. It felt like mm-hmm. the wrong call to me, but I, I know, um, you know, other people said it was right. So I, I don't know what happened. Yeah. Jamil Kelly, um, obviously knows what he's talking about. He thought it was the right call. Um, Reese, Reese Humphrey thought wrong call, thought it was his points. Daring thought, and Kenny Monday thought it was the right call. So, Definitely a, a little more split than maybe would have anticipated. I, I think I just can't come up with – I'm not a rules expert, but just to me, in terms of rewarding wrestling skill and, like, 
if you're, if you're landing straight on your back, that there's got to be some some punishment there, right? Um, I, I think I think those are points for for Ali Evan. The idea that he grabbed a wrist or whatever. Um, it just I, means I every if that's how you could rule something. It means at the end, of, you know, you, you can just tumble out of bounds at any point, and then the refs can just pick who they think was starting that move, because there's no definitive there. I don't know. I, I agree that. If you go out of bounds like that and you fall on your own back, then it's the other guy's points. Yeah, very much not. Rashidov was very much not in control of that sequence. No, he was going along for the ride and like, yeah, where his hands were and yeah. all that. He was trying to do something. Yeah, but obviously he's yeah. going to be try. Obviously Rashidov is going to try things in, in, at the World Championships. Like you're you're going to be doing moves, right? But that doesn't mean you have to say, well, he rotated this way, therefore. It's yeah. his move now. He, he was, was it, going was, out of bounds and running out of time and just, hey, whatever. And so it was Amir Slanov's. Uh, Aliyev. Aliyev. Yeah, and then Saul, speaking of Aliyev. Get my uh, Aziri-Russian matchups. It happens. So <laughs> then Aliyev, what, he did not agree with the call on the mat, as it turns out. He disagreed. No. He did not shake hands. He did not let the ref grab his wrist. It was kind of funny. Like, it was pretty clear he wasn't coming in to bring it in for the real thing, right? He's like, uh, Haji's not coming. He's not going to be a part of this. But they're like, we can't raise his hand until he comes in here. They finally gave up, like, oh, wait, we should just raise his hand and move on. So they finally do that. And Haji gets madder and madder as time goes on. He starts grabbing paddles and throwing them. <laughs> He's very, very upset. Not the best sportsmanship demonstration, but I I can't – the. That guy's wrestled in some tournaments, right? He knows the rules pretty well. I think he knows that. I don't think someone of his caliber, who has done what he's done, winning worlds and and placing at the Olympics, etc. I don't think uh, you get that kind of a reaction from him unless the the call really makes him think, hey, something else is going on here. So I don't know. Um, I, I didn't agree with the call. I don't. It's not like 2017 Valia versus South Korea, where they literally just didn't start the clock and they let Valiev wrestle way past time being out and named him the winner. That was really, really bad. There's like there was nothing you could say went well about that or that was on the up and up or whatever. With this, at least there's a okay. I guess you could say his head touched and there's there's highlighted sections of the rule book where you could say all right maybe. Most people won't agree with them, but that's something. I think the question now is: Was was Aliyev ejected? Somebody on Twitter was saying that Aliyev has been ejected from the tournament. I Nate Angle, who's there, said he got red carded, which means he's which means he's out. Done, so, done well, well, sometimes to, for, if you're a coach and you're Tadiev, they'll red card you, and you can still like. But I hope <laughs> I hope they like do that. I hope they give him the Tadiev treatment because get a load of the the repechage in 65 on that side tomorrow so um, if Aliyev gets to compete he'll have Husin first and then we'll see Aliyev Otoguru huh. which could be a world final any year yeah then uh, the winner of that has the wrestler from Bahrain Ali um, who apparently is good I didn't realize how good he was pretty good yeah. and then and then the winner of that match likely you know would would be the winner of the previous match the Otoguru Aliyev match would face Musakayev in in the bronze match so like just an absolute meat grinder of of a tournament and and uh that was that was uh Rashidov's path and he he took care of business with all those guys so yeah that, that's a brutal path 
not that I mean past matter. I mean you look at that what what someone like uh, Aliyev would have to do just to qualify his weight. Compare that to the top side. You've got Chang, Germany. Uh, I don't even know where Ochi's from, and then Bajrang. But if you get to Bajrang, you're top five and you qualify your way. So there's massive disparities based on where you are randomly drawn into the bracket. If you're going to qualify your weight for the Olympics, that matters. If you're going to be able to medal at Worlds, that, that all matters. So this is why it's not just what you have to do to win Worlds. It's what you have to do to get top five, what you have to do to medal, not just front side, but also backside and repishage. Something that's interesting about Rashidov's path, uh, and I'm not trying to imply anything, although it was brought up by a uh, Russian Twitter, uh, Ivan, who's very trustworthy, but mentions that uh, Ali is also Aliyev, known as Aliyev. He's Dagestani. He's wrestling for Bahrain now. And uh, Musakayev, wrestling for Hungary now, is also Dagestani, Dagestani or from the North Caucasus in that area. Or says he grew up in Dagestan. And... Um, you know, Rashidov is also uh, Dagestani, and sometimes those regional loyalties, it's a, it's a different thing. It's not like a state. It's like a country within a country. Um, and uh, Who is the other Dagestani? Musakayev and, yeah. uh, and oh, Ali. Ali. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, I don't know. It's just interesting, or maybe they're more familiar with each other, or uh, I don't oh, know. Rashidov, I, I think, on paper, he's the best of the bunch there. Sure. Like, com- coming in... I think yeah. he was my pick to win worlds. That's why I'm so. not implying anything myself. It's just uh, it's huh. interesting when that's how your draw works because guys are transferring and wrestling for other places, and then uh, it all kind of works. His out His draw it. is absolutely absurd. I mean, he beat he messed up Odaguru, right? That was not that was not particularly competitive. Yeah. Yes, um, <clears throat> Musakayev looks great, but that guy the. In my opinion, he is the most talented dude at this weight, but his his um, lung talents are <laughs> I know, this the, guy gets so unbelievably his quarterfinal tired. match against Kilik Salian of Turkey was just bizarre. <laughs> at one point, Musakayev had two cautions again. It was like he was going to get cautioned out like he did against Yanni um, overseas. Uh, and uh, he's still pulling the antics. He's saying, he, telling the ref, like, give me a second. I'll get back to the center when I have time. It's like, if he gets another caution, that's it. Instead, he does come back, and he does hold on, and he, and he ends up, like, getting almost a tech, or maybe it was a tech, but then he has the energy to do a backflip after he wins. <laughs> and you're like, what? You have the energy to do that. You have the ability to 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 just blow through Kill Exalian whenever you wanted. But instead, you're pulling these antics that might get you cautioned out and, and DQ'd from the match in the, the quarters. He's uh, kind of a, yeah. That, that, that was he's a so, man, but he's kind of his, his clownish tendencies. His commitment to the to the longer antics is is unmatched. Like, I don't know that I could have like thought of that many ways to <laughs> delay circle back to get a circle back. Like he, so wh- what did he do? Right. We could like run him down. I mean, he, you know, out of bounds, he telling the official like, you know, wait, wait, you know, stop. Oh, he said he got hit in the uh, sensitive male parts yeah, I mean, for, yes. and was rolling on the ground. He took a, yeah. He, he acted like, he acted like, you know, <laughs> the groin shot fire. caused like testicular torsion and he was going to have to have, Surgery, but uh, Oscar season, he should be uh, yeah, up, up for consideration. He was, he was like, you know, 
challenge. He, he used the challenge twice and actually won both challenges. He got oh, really yeah, and he kept telling his, his coach, his coaches, <laughs> keep him coming. He's like, we still got another challenge. Yeah, like, smash <laughs> that challenge button. There's no more cube throws. Just like slam away. Give me a little extra time. And then it was like the final 10 seconds. He was like, it, it all worked according to plan. All the <laughs> perfect amount of time. He totally rejuvenated and just destroys Killixalian backflip celebration, <laughs> scream and flex. And you're like, yeah. where was this guy? Just it's like, do that yeah. at the beginning of the match and you win in a in a minute. It's as if he spends like half of his practice working on insane scrambling and like crazy counter takedowns and the other half working on, you know, running out the clock and <laughs> yeah. like getting as much time to breathe as possible. And I almost forgot completely about that match until you started going through all the different guys <laughs> on the bottom of the bracket. And I was like, oh yeah, that was literally the like the silliest match yeah. I have seen after all the drama from some of these other matches and the and the calls and the close things. And then you watch that, and it's almost like comic relief just being injected into the middle of this crazy tournament. Yeah, it, which you need <laughs> in the middle of the night. Like, I think that's one of my favorite yeah, things five, about... 4 a.m., we're all yeah. punch drunk up there from stay, you know, starting at midnight. That's one of my favorite things about, about watching Worlds every year, these international tournaments, is like all these diehard wrestling fans are, are plugged in on Twitter. And so then when something funny happens, like, you know, everybody's all over it immediately. Um, and the other, I mean, the other thing we've, you know, talked about the... Uh, already talked about the, um, the protest, right, by Aliyev. Uh, was that... Was that maybe the the best or most animated protest we've seen since Mongolian coaches Rio. Uh, I think it might I think it might be. It's up there. It's up there. It was it was a it was a bad one. Um in terms of world's competition, I would say yes. I I don't encourage people to watch much uh, Palau wrestling footage, but you <laughs> should check out the Palau Musakayev match. He I don't know what he was doing. I think I he decided he wanted to wrestle for a while. He could have teched this guy immediately. I don't know why he would not elect to do that option. But he was like, just like, he was doing like a Ben Askren thing, like seeing how close he could let the guy get to scoring without scoring. He, he actually did score twice. He took him down yeah. twice. You watch this guy, and, and it's very clear that Palau is just like not even, he probably shouldn't even be, he's not on the level at all. But he gets two takedowns. At one point, Musakayev. Has his hands on his knees, and he's like facing this way. The Palau guy is here, and he's just like letting him circle to the side. And then when he's about to shoot, he's like he like reacts and and moves. He was, it was he had no respect for this guy in terms of like what he would be able to do to him. It, it's it was interesting. And then I mean, it's just always a wild ride with Musakayev, and um, yeah. I think that's what makes him. Exciting. He could win the Olympics. He could have won this weight, but ah, uh, until he. Musakayev is definitely like must appointment viewing now. Yeah, yes. like I never want to miss another Musakayev match because what you might who knows what's going to happen. Who knows? <laughs> he's a he's a, a blast of a ride. Uh, another thing I do want to I want to there's a lot of and this is predictable. Um, with you know humanity maybe, but now we got a l- little bit of myopia going on with the Yanni Zane thing. Okay, and like okay, Yanni would have done. Listen, guys, I'll say it again. I'll say it what I said with Frank in 2016 and, and every other person. We're not great at this weight. And we haven't been, we haven't had any success here in 10 plus years now. And Yanni, maybe, yes, he has beaten Musakayev. Yes, he beat Bajrang. But until we're, till you get on the, and you do the thing, I don't want to hear any. 
We sent the wrong guy. The wrong guy. Listen, I'm I'm Team Yanni, right? That's that's pretty evident. But don't give me this. We sent the wrong guy, or the wrong <laughs> thing happened, or Zane, or it would have been different. Yanni, maybe it would have, but maybe not. Like Tobier, I think is a really tough matchup for Yanni. I think you put Yanni on that side of the bracket. It's incredibly difficult, and I, I don't. I think we're probably looking at a similar situation. And if Yanni was so much better than Zane, he would have beaten Zane clearly at Final X and clearly at, at Wilkes-Barre. And I think to it's just myopia and revisionist history, or whatever you want to call it. If you want to say, "Hey, Yanni would have done better here," so I think that's that's pretty messed up to Zane, and uh, I won't indulge those thoughts. Okay. Um, Ditto. Now let's get let's get to some more sadness. Uh, this, this is kind of a sad show because Dayton Fix lost to Takahashi, and I'm more frustrated about this than I am the the Aliyev call even because I just don't understand some of the officiating decisions going on here. We're just rewatch the first period. Rewatch the first period and explain to me how Dayton is on the shot clock there. He is holding center. He's moving around. No one's really taking a lot of shots, but if your position on the mat is in, and your aggression is how we're determining who goes on the shot clock, there's there's no rationale for Takahashi, right, in my opinion. But they put Dayton on the clock, and you say, well, okay. They do this weird thing. There's this kind of – I don't even know if this is true, but it's, it's kind of one of those things where, that people say a lot where – they will put the aggressor on the clock first so that in the second they will put the other guy on the clock. That doesn't make any sense to me, and it didn't happen here. So they put him on the clock. It's 1-0 at the half, at the break. And it's like, okay, fine. Then Dayton comes out, immediately just like bull rushes him, underhook, takes him, scores on the edge, gets two. He's up 2-1. And then he gets put on the clock again, and it makes it 2-2. And then I will and I will say that in the second period after Dayton had his initial kind of like you know aggression he was kind of seeding ground he was getting moved around a little bit he was towards the edge a decent amount of time and that was a time where I understand why they would put him on the clock but at the same time I don't because why was he on the clock in the first period so he's put on the clock there to make it 2-2 and they get to the edge last 15 seconds Dayton gets towards the edge, and it is dicey, man. It is. It looks like Takahashi is going to score, or he's maybe going to score. It's going to happen. But Dayton, it looks like he walks the tightrope. It does not look like his foot steps out in any way. Because remember, it's not just like it's not like NFL out of bounds where any part of your foot goes out of bounds. You're out of, it's like the whole foot has to go out of bounds. That clearly, based on the videos shown, that the videos available on the internet, his entire foot did not step out. So they challenge it after the one is called. They uphold that call, and then it's just too little too late, and Dayton Dayton Fix loses when he scored the only takedown point. So the shot clock was a ref-given point. The other shot clock, ref-given point. The challenge, ref-given. So I, I don't – man, if you're looking at, like, skill comparison, it's really tough for me to get with Dayton didn't show he was the better wrestler there, but – International wrestling, that's just how it goes sometimes. And I was really bummed that it played out that way and because we knew what was waiting for Takashi on the other side because, yes, draws still matter. And when you have the returning world champ after, which Takashi did, he could lose, and he lost to Ogoyev. And 
Dayton's day is done and he doesn't get pulled back through. And it's very sad. And I was super disappointed with how that was called. But, um, yeah, that's just how it goes. I think on the one hand, it's really encouraging to see Dayton fix uh, ability to execute against a world champion in Takahashi. I think Takahashi is one of the names that a lot of people circled and said, like, you know, this this will be a, a, a big measuring stick for Dayton. Like, where does yeah. he stand with somebody who's a world champ? And for him to get the only takedown in the match, like, that's encouraging. Um, and, you know, for, as a USA wrestling fan, maybe that's like a moral victory for us as fans. But now you think about the year that Dayton Fix has in front of him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then compare that to the year that he would have had in front of him if he would have, uh, one, qualified the weight, and two, meddled. Um, his his year is going to look drastically different. Uh, and, you know, who's to say that that if he would have won that match, he'd go on and make the finals or, or go on a medal. But, um, but yeah, that, that's, that's tough to think about all of, like, kind of what hinged on um, potentially a, an, an incorrect call or, or several incorrect calls. Yeah, it, the unspoken rule of uh, if you think you're going to have a low-scoring match, the aggressor goes on the clock first so that the other guy goes on the clock second, and then he has the tie break. I always assumed was overruled by the other unwritten rule that if a guy scores a takedown in the second period, uh, then you don't put him on the clock unless it's like he's blatantly stalling. In that case, you use a caution. So I, that second... You know, as much as you could argue, you know, who should have been the aggressor on the, in the first period, it's just like, all right, well, now Dayton scored. So you should just eliminate the thought of getting put on the clock there in the second period is what I would thought. Also, just a quick uh, mention that it was uh, Ravi of India that beat Takahashi in the next round. And then Ravi oh. lost to Aguyev. Oh, yeah. Um, so uh, I, and I'll, I'll say this regarding Takahashi. I knew in I, I did like the matchup for Dayton and then. But then when I saw him against uh, Guinea Bissau, uh, Takahashi, that is, I was like, man, he didn't look. I, it was pretty clear this wasn't 2017 Takahashi, which is good and bad. Good because Dayton can win, which we saw he could have won. But bad because if you lose, this can happen, right? You, you yeah. need Takahashi to be like um, absolutely on fire to do it, to come and make the finals, which is what's required. And he wasn't able to do that, and that was – Pretty freaking disappointing. The uh, the North Macedonian that uh, Fix wrestled in the first round was also good. He's a Russian from Siberia, from Yakutia, uh, Agorev, Igorov. Anyway, you can look up Igorov, something like that. And Fix looked really good in that match. But yeah, he was hitting yeah a, leg attack, leg attack, leg attack, every kind great. of move. Yeah. No, he looks. He looked like he. Uh, he, re- he really outclassed him. He so. was so close to hitting inside trip against Takahashi. Too. I know. He, Takahashi he, pulled his leg out. I'm like, how did you know that was coming? So well, close. Um, it's kind of Dayton's thing. But, uh, yeah, it, was, it seemed like Takahashi wasn't like – well, he was pretty comfortable when he was in, like, underhook or seatbelt. And Dayton kind of threatened in a few times. But Takahashi didn't really, like, cede the position while he was going back to that underhook and moving him, moving him around. So, man, disappointing. Not fun. What do we know about uh, the draws for our four tomorrow? Um, I saw saw Jaden's. I mean, I think there's no draw that would bring about anything but positivity when it comes to Jaden Cox in this 92 field. I think he's the best guy at the weight, and we knew Karimi was going to be opposites, and he's also never lost to Karimi. So you feel fine about that. But it's, it's laid out, and I think Jaden's going to – 
uh, to use Nomad's favorite term, moonwalk to the finals, and then I think he will <laughs> think he will win. Although he said that he said that um, what you call it, uh, Bajrang would moonwalk to the finals, and we maybe we should talk about that match as well because Bajrang lost to uh, Nyes Bekov. Yeah. Yep. Crazy match there. It was uh man. It's it's so tough. It's so tough to you know the intent, right? Like it's like Yanni Zane. Who's Whose move is it? So you've got Bajrang in a head pinch. Nice back off on a shot. It looks like to me when I watch that exchange, it's Bajrang's points. But they say it was, but it was nice back off and on the shot. So they went with the the aggressor there. I mean, you well, know, when is it the guys UWW? When is it the aggressor? And when is it the guy that's like changing the thing or hitting the head pinch? There's got to be some clarity there. We have to know. What moves to practice? Yeah. What is points and what is not points? That is a foundational element of a sport that is good, is knowing what is and is not points. When you shoot a three behind the line, it's three points. When you get a head pinch, it, it should be somewhat known. I get it. It's a subjective sport. As Nomad calls it, it's a body movement sport. I don't know what that means. There aren't many sports where the body doesn't move. We'll get back to that when he gets back from Kazakhstan. But... For this, I just need to know what's points. I mean, I think the really the really hard thing about that sequence in particular is Nyes Bekov um, gets it on a shot, has a little momentum, and Bajrang clearly like stops the motion to avoid going out of bounds, right? He could have gone out of bounds and given up the one point. It was a 2-2 match. Um, Bajrang clearly the favorite. This is early in the second period. So to give up one point is is really not a big deal for Bajrang. Uh, but Bajrang stops the motion, gets that head pinch. Um, and then, and at the, and at that point, uh, Nizbekov's hand is no longer on the leg. It's like a seat belt. And, and then as Bajrang starts to lift on the head pinch, Nizbekov's hand kind of comes inside the thigh but it's the opposite way from from the way yeah. that Bajrang's throwing him. It really felt like Bajrang's points. And going back and watching it, not live in the moment, it was um, you know it's it's more debatable, I guess, than than I felt felt like it was initially. But yeah, that question of what moves should we be practicing? If if Bajrang you know knows that he has no shot at getting those points, even when he initiates that head pinch, then he gives up the one or tries to circle back in and he's good to go. But instead, he pursues a four point move ends up giving up a four-point move, challenges it, and loses the challenge. So it's a nine-point swing and, uh, and you know, changed the entire match. Yeah. Yeah, so, I, didn't, I didn't think that was where um, Nyas Bekov was trying to go. I mean, he was trying, like you, I think you said, he's trying for the push-out. And so he wasn't throwing his body corkscrewing to the side yeah. to try to get Bajrang to expose his back on the edge of the mat. That was Bajrang doing that move. So you would think... Bajrang would get the points. You know, but. and again, we're, we're just trying to get inside everyone's head, which is a bad place for any rule set to be. But had Nyesbekov been on a traditional single leg, good head position, and, and Askren was showing this finish, but just like a basic like cutback finish where you just set him on his back, that would have made more sense. Um, I, I could have understand them siding with him for that, but that's not where he was. That's not... That wasn't the scenario. So that was too bad. Um, yeah, so too bad for Bajrang, who I think er Amer Americans just kind of like him. I think everyone likes his style. He's, like, got a crazy pace and wrestles really, really hard. So um like him a lot, but he falls. And he doesn't make – the one seed doesn't pull through there. 
Okay, I'm sorry. I kind of went off on a thing there, but want to talk about our draws a little bit. Um, if you want to seventy back kilo, there. seventy kilo, I think looks looks uh, pretty tough for James Green. Um, his first round match, he should be he should be I think in pretty good shape. Uh, Vincic, uh, Vincent uh, Demarinus from Canada, but then after that, he's got the winner of Gadziev, Poland, but he's good via Russian. Russia, really good um, or. Or Ganzrig of Mongolia, who's also really good. Uh, I think probably Gadziev comes out there, uh, but but that's a really tough match in round two. And then if he gets gets past that match, he'll he'll likely have this uh, is horrible. Batirov <laughs> draws horrible. It's tough. Batirov, the the one seed in the um, in the quarterfinal, and if he makes it to the semi, uh, probably he's got David Baev or Dave Bave. Um, so you got more hammer. You dude, got Yakovishvili. Yakovishvili is really good. Yeah, and um, Navruzov is also down there. Yeah, the Uzbek guy. Yeah, Old finalist. Him and uh, Ganzorig could uh, have a re- rematch at oh some point. Gosh. That was the infamous match in Rio with the uh, Mongolian Stripping. coaches. Yeah, oh, man. And when you look at the bottom. Sorry, guys. There are there are indisputably more good wrestlers up top than bottom. This yeah. is measurable. With, Where, like, world's results. This guy's name is Lou, and he's from SGP. I, I'm not normally stumped on these country codes. St. <laughs> Paris Graham. St. Graham Paris uh, for Lou H. It's Lou Holtz, guys. Lou Holtz for St. Paris Graham. <laughs> and then as another, a dream draw. More Palau, Great Britain, Uganda. Australia's involved, maybe Austria. Albania, Honduras. Uganda, New Zealand. Qatar. 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 All these non-wrestling Singapore, powers. Great Britain. And they are bunched Australia, up in the Uganda. bottom quarter. Oh, and who's sitting on the bottom? Kazakhstan, Kaipinov. Is that not interesting? It's interesting. That, I mean, we've been t- not saying, just saying. That broke well for the home team. Not bad. Not too shabby to have Ayakobishvili, Dave Bave, uh, Navruzov, Green, Ganzarik, Gajiev, and Batirov. And Mustafayev all on the top side. Yeah, Vuz of Turkey is good. He beat Green. I mean, Green was in those yeah. matches. Oh, yeah. yeah. But yeah, Vuz is, is solid. Not saying. Just saying. Uh, okay, so, all right. But James Green. Bur- Burroughs draw is also no joke. Um, no laughing matter. No laughing matter. But I, <laughs> I feel like, has he ever had a good draw? New, what? We got Nittany Lion Wrestling Club in round one? Yeah. Oh my gosh! You got Kale in one corner, Cody in the other. Yeah, yeah, that's going to be interesting. Yeah, Beckside, Beckside, and uh, Franklin Gomez are going to hit round one, um, and they're they're on the they're in the bottom half. Winner gets Chenzo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, winner gets Chenzo. Um, so, but man, yeah, what a crazy. I mean, it could be it could be worse. Um, so Sing- yeah. Singapore is SGP. Sorry, I had to blurt that out. Thank you. But that's that's we would have been wondering all day. I would have been driving me nuts. Singapore. I never even. All right. Anyway, it's fine. <laughs> they're they're a budding power. We have to assume. So what are we thinking? If we had to predict um, Bro's draw, um, Nurkow probably. Yep. Then, um, who do we think? Uh, Kirov. Magomedov. Yeah, I Kirov. Think- yeah, I don't. That was we were trying to figure that out. The Hungarian is another uh, probable Dagestani. I'm assuming they came I over with Musakayev. Um, Kermagomedov, I don't know how good he is. Um, Kirov is decent. 
Yeah, Mr. Um, Taffer. Burles wrestled him last year, right? Kirov. Yeah. Taffer, Taffer just had a good win. He beat Askarov. <laughs> he beat Askarov. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now wrestling for Columbia, um, Boundbrook, New Jersey, and then Boston University. But then uh, if Burroughs gets through that, <clears throat> that, that'll be the round of 16. Um, then quarterfinal, uh, I, I think pro- probably Beckside um, or maybe Demirtas from Turkey. Probably one of those two guys seem like. Um, I mean, can't Gomez beat Beckside? He can. Or, I mean, yeah. I don't know. Gadjiev's also in that in that corner or that co- that corner that quarter. Dimitrov. So, yeah, um, this is a, that's a good. Willie called it the AARP because Garzon <laughs> is in his mid thirties. Gomez is over thirty. Abdurakhmanov is getting there. Demirtas is a is a um, veteran. Sushil Kumar is the Indian there. Oh my! Oh, wow. 2004 Olympics, wow. I believe, was his first Olympics. I think he's like 38 or 39. Wow, that man's got some got some skeletons in his closet. <laughs> so when um, it comes to doping people from his own team. Then, <laughs> oh, uh, that's an all-time story. Yeah, Yadov. Yeah, um, the guy who hit that awesome headlock at the 2015 World Championships against Hajiev <laughs> yes. uh, is w- the largest, the the buffest Indian I've ever seen in my life. And he's um, seen some buff Indians. And, well, I'm just, yeah, look, you just come across a lot in the wrestling world. Um, but he takes the cake. And, uh, yeah, God, uh, there's a saga. I don't know. I can't recap it succinctly <laughs> so, at, at this point. Um, Jordan's draw is pretty – of the potential pass to the finals, his is not easy because after all these people, who's waiting for him? In but Sidikov. In the semifinal, yeah. In the semis, mind you, Sidikov. So the world is good, and a lot of the good world wrestlers are near Jordan, and he'll have to beat them, and he will. And then he'll beat Sidikov. firmly believe that. And then he'll beat Chimizo. Chimizo, I think, I mean, he, yeah, he looks like pretty, pretty straight shot to the finals. That's a moonwalk. You got Switzerland, uh, South Korea, Estonia, Venezuela, Kazakhstan. Interesting there. American Samoa and Greece. So put all your money on Chimizo to uh, make the semis. Make the semis, and then you know, pretty tough round one match is Kinchadzi of Georgia and Kaji of of France. Yeah, not a French name. Um, I believe he was born in France to um, Chechen parents. Wow. Hmm. But or grew up there from a very young age or something or moved there when he was like a a toddler or something. Very cool. So, Chimizo, going to make the final. So, I think it will be Burroughs, Sidikov. Okay. So, that's JB. 74 is always tough, though, right? And he always has – pretty much always has difficult draws. We talked about Jordan – then Gwiz, right? Yep. yep. <clears throat> we knew Gwiz would be on the same side as Gino, and uh, that still happened. Yeah. Mohebi in round, probably Mohebi. Although I think the Mongolian heavy is actually pretty good. Dorkan. Pretty sure Gwiz beat him a couple times, if not at the last Worlds. Mohebi is a replacement for Parviz Hadi for Iran, and uh, the Iranian fans are not high on Mohebi. They, um, Who are they high on? They're they're a tough crowd. They're honestly <laughs> the toughest fans. They're the most cynical fan base ever. U.S. wrestlers have it way easier than Iranian wrestlers because yeah. they're the if you the the way they put it is if you have if you get three shots at the world championships and don't come up back with a medal then you should never be allowed to wrestle off again to <laughs> try to make the world team. Yeah, he has failed the test. Um, and then Hugayev is a replacement for um, uh, Hizriev. Um, in Russia, so you yeah. got basically the two number twos. I'm just glad that Chinese guy is nowhere near Nick. 
Yeah, yeah, way on the bottom there. All um, at the bottom. We'll see you in the finals, buddy. That's a bad memory. Hotsianivsky of Ukraine is probably the toughest uh, obstacle for Nick through the to get through the semis and then have a matchup potentially with uh, Geno Petrosvili. I mean, the, the question always... Why do you call him Geno? Yeah. Because that's the man's name. Stop. Is that right? Stop. Is 100% Geno. Well, no. I thought it was Gino. It, He's not, me in my house, we will call him Gino. <laughs> not Italian. The question... The, well... Yeah, that's true. The question uh, you don't know that. Yeah. That's that is baseless speculation. Was he born? Yeah, was he born in Georgia? Was he born to Chechen Italians? Um, I mean, I will leave that possibility open, but thank you. Uh, it is pronounced Gena. There's, I mean, the question with Gwiz, ever since he's been on the senior level, has been like, can he get to the level of of uh, Gino? Gano, I don't know. Um, going Gino. Go or Gino. Gino. Or can he, can he get to the uh, level of Gino or Taha Akul? And um, this Taha? summer, he's, he's, oh, in the, he he's in the three. Number three. This summer um, at Dogu, he, you know, Gwiz, I think, probably had his best showing against Taha Akul, but still, he's not, you know, wasn't, wasn't there yet. So, um, you know, another opportunity to try to kind of get that elite status and, and beat beat one of those guys and um, you know hopefully both if he's able to to pull off the win in the semis but but that's just like those two those two guys are just kind of on have been they're, mostly untouchable yeah they're the top two interestingly this bracket is perfectly balanced even with the four seeds so none of the top four seeds have a uh, round of 16 match and everybody else does cool there all right go. so those are our draws. It worked out and it'll be okay um Tomorrow will be better. I'm sure of it. I'm not sure of it. Could be Quick sick. update about things getting better. 4-1, Adeline Gray leads hey. uh, after one period in the world gold medal match. I think Who's she wrestling? She's wrestling a uh, Japanese wrestler whose That's name right, is uh, escaping me currently. But, um, Minagawa. Minagawa. Yep. Yeah. I, I think we felt like when Adeline made the final, like there's some tough people on her side, but once she made the finals, it looked like really good. So we'll we'll keep you updated. We're we'll not going anywhere. We'll keep you posted. We'll let you know. We will not be able to live stream it, but it's the best we can do. Uh, we will tell you what's going on, and we we appreciate. We hope you're double screening somehow, watching, uh, watching live, and also watching us live, double the live. One one year, I would love to just like well, we've done this literally 2015 Worlds, but. We'd love to FRL all worlds long one time. We will do it again, I promise. Just not this time. Maybe Olympics. That'd be fun. All right, let's get to some questions. There were there was a, a, a bevy of questions from you guys, and I don't know if I even got to them all because there were so, so many. But here we go. First question from Tremaine Burton. Is the team race already over between USA Russia men's freestyle? It's really going to be tough now because yeah. Guyev and Rashidov made the finals and waits we DMP'd. And, and you could, on the one hand, you could say, all right, we kind of knew with Zane, we, we weren't, if we were going to win, we weren't saying, well, we need Zane to medal or we can't win. We kind of thought this weight's really good. It's probably going to be tough for him to medal and he wouldn't. Um, and we're kind of feeling that way probably about Downey a little bit as well. But Dayton was someone I personally felt would would make a run, right? And I think we saw that he's he's on the level, right? He's on the level, but th- it takes more than that to come home with points. He's not gonna 
score points for us. Yeah. So for Dayton to not score points, it's it's not a, it's not a nail in the coffin. There's eight weights left, and our biggest point scorers are yet to come. But it got a lot tougher, right? Yeah, the margin of her error pretty much disappeared. Exactly. Yeah. And, and someone like James is someone you said, okay, the right draw, the right situation, he could score real points. And then his, it's he's going to have to wrestle above what he has shown recently. Yeah. That's indisputable. <clears throat> he will have to wrestle better than he has to score points for us. So um, it's not over. But we need some regression from Russia, which so far we're not seeing that with Aguyev and Rashidov. This is a, they're the gold standard in international men's freestyle wrestling, and uh, it, it's going to be tough. I think we, I, you know, I think we'll see Russia, uh, you know, score minimal, if any points, at heavyweight, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they're they're going to have ample opportunities to score tomorrow as well. Yes. Um, here's another. Here's another good one. Uh, who are your favorite? Three favorite. Let's just do one favorite for the interest of time. It will add up to three. Non-American freestylers, past or present. Starting with David Bray. Past or present is tough. Um, or future. Oh, future <laughs> could be unborn. Man, past is. There's just so many, so many good ones in the past. Um, so I'll, I'll go with. I'll go with present. <clears throat> um, Chimizo is so good, but but you know I I, I don't want to pick him. Uh, man, I mean it it might be it might be Bajring. Oh know, wow! He, he I mean he he might be the one right now who like whenever he's on. Um, I don't know. Just love to love to watch that guy. He's not I don't know. Not, he's not uh, the one who can score in a million different crazy ways. But uh, like like some of the Russian athletes. But I don't know. He's a guy that's that's fun to watch. Andrew Spey. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to go all in on Musakayev just yet, but uh, I have loved every performance I've seen of him since he has uh, made the transfer to Hungary. Um, for old guys, I kind of like that um, that that group of um, it was uh, at 97 kilos. You had Reza Yazdani, you had Gatsalov, um, Gadisov would try to sneak in there, uh, take over for Gatsalov. Um, then you had Varner. Um, well, I can't. Leave Arnor out, but I mean, like that group, and then um, uh, Gozumov, uh, Azerbaijan from Ossetia. That was yeah. like a fun group of, of uh, light heavies uh, that I enjoyed, and then you know all the Russian, <laughs> all the Russian lightweights, Kudakov. Yeah, I mean, Kudakov. Yeah, Kudakov. They're just they're just fun, and then they they they, uh, they made it fun even though it was the um, ball draw nonsense stuff. Yeah, yeah. By the way, to be fun, quick update: Adeline Gray. Currently running around the wrestling mat with an American flag, five-time world champion. Wow. Record-setting performance. So, yeah, USA. All right. There's some good. There's some good stuff. Wonderful. Um, my favorite, uh, easy, Stefan Micic. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know who my – it was probably – it hurts me to say it, but it's probably Chimizo. I just – He's pretty great. I love his flavor. He's so fun. 2015 Worlds, he was just like, what is that? Like, it was just like, just like looks different when, yeah. when he's wrestling. And I, yeah, he's he's awesome. So I really like him, even though he, uh, even though he shamefully forfeited 
I still <laughs> it's gonna take a lot more than that for me to for him not to be one of my favorite foreign wrestlers. Of course, Team JB in that whole situation. But okay, next up, where do we want to go here? Um, in um, would you rather? Have full wrestlebacks at Worlds, double elimination, where matches are one five-minute period, or keep the World Championships the way they are. That's from Soda Guy at Classic Chill. I love the idea of one five-minute period of death. Like I think, I really like that. That's what it was. That's what. Uh, yeah. 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 That's what it used to be. Um, I, yeah, I wouldn't hate the five-minute period. I, I think, man, for full wrestlebacks to see all that action on the backside, I, I, I'd. I'd trade out one minute of one minute of wrestling, I think. Yeah. I mean I think I think the one five minute period also favors Americans, so um, you know, probably you know, your Musakaya viewing experience maybe is not quite as enjoyable, mm-hmm. but he'll find a way. He'll that just means that that's less like uh, um, gas tank that he even needs, so that's less cardio he'll be working on. So he'll just start that whole gassing ref thing like earlier. Yeah. Which is fine. And I think math-wise, it the, it checks out. You get more wrestling with the full wrestlebacks than you lose by shaving off a minute. Yeah. So, you know, it'd be nice. I would enjoy some full wrestlebacks. I don't. I, I still don't understand why U.S. Open does full wrestlebacks. Why don't some international tournaments do like change the format? Yeah. Why? Why are we beholden? I understand why we do it in the Olympics. It's like their tournament. We have certain constrictions. Yeah. Time and space and athletes, but. You can change other. You can change the number of competitors in other uh, tournaments and stuff like that. Yeah, Good. number of mats, right? Bring in a couple extra mats. All yeah, of a some of these yeah. things you don't have a ton of wrestlers and do round robins, do all sorts of stuff. But anyway, everybody just sticks to the one format. This is more of a prediction from Zeb uh, Zeb Miller. Well, we're being asked to pre- to predict. Will Willie and Nomad have a fight to the death in Nursultan? Loser gets buried in Kazakhstan. Hmm. Can't bring the they, body. I, th- I think that that relationship is um, there, there's ebbs and flows there. It can be strained, and uh, in a foreign land, I get a little more nervous. They're going to be either stronger for it, or, or yeah, somebody will be buried. Yes, and it will be Nomad. <laughs> <laughs> R.I.P. Nomad. R.I.P. Yeah. Re- Reagan Wright. It's a little more on the sentimental side. How can I find love? Mm. He's probably looking in all the wrong places. That's that's what Reagan. I think that's probably your <laughs> issue. Like, I, it's a common mistake. I don't, you know. I would love to start looking in the right place. I wish Nomad was here to answer these kinds of questions. Nomad relationship advice questions are the best. Yeah. How can you find love? I don't know. Um, go to a place where you would want to find someone that you would love. Go, yeah. Go somewhere where you have things in common with someone. That's yeah. not bad. That's yeah. not bad. That's actual advice. That's, that's actual advice. That's uh, that's what I did. Maybe you. Yeah, that's what I did too. Okay, um, congrats, guys. Good that job. was a great. <laughs> Spade, what have you? What have you tried that hasn't worked? Maybe that'll. Yeah. Maybe that'll help us out. Or what, are you just not tried? Yeah, What's I mean, the, the trying is the first, is probably the hardest part. You yeah. have to actually try. If you the don't try, the then you don't part. have to. Then you can't fail. But that's not the you know that's not your goal. And yeah, trying is. So important. maybe it's maybe t- maybe we tell tell this guy it's overrated. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, don't bother. We're, 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 Willie had some all-time answers to this sometimes. <laughs> oh where then it got into way too detailed answers about oh, stuff. Oh, I'm sure. He's, <laughs> he is the king of TMI. Yeah. A little bit too much. Yeah. Um, all right. 
Let me see if there's any other questions here before we go. No, it's 9.30. Um, when elite competitors like JB or Yazdani tweet about being upset they don't have the best guys in their weight this year, Dake and Taylor respectively, is that the genuine killer mindset of the GOATs of our sport, or do you think it's for show and they're actually glad? Man, uh, well, one, Jordan was, like, happy that Dake was not in his weight. He, I know this because I asked him. He's like, what did you think when he said he was going up? He's like, I was happy. I'm glad. Yeah. He's like, he's going to be up. It's going to make our team better. Mm -hmm. I'll, we'll see, you know, just better for him. Uh, so, one, I don't know that Jordan necessarily feels that way. I think Jordan's, like, kind of realistic uh, about it. But I do think that there are some guys that are probably like, man, I would really like to have, for my legacy, face the best to really find out. Um, I, I but then that's like me getting inside the minds of the best competitors in the world, which is quite a leap mentally for me. But I, I think I, I don't think that's like bravado with with those guys. If they if a elite guy says that, I I take them at their word. Yeah, I mean I think Burroughs especially is such an open book. Like you know he he maybe would tweet something, but then if you just listen to an interview, he'll he'll go deep on any of those things. And I think um, he he's probably somebody that can kind of appreciate both sides of that right like on the one hand he does recognize like what kind of value um that adds to, to kind of the level of preparation he has to uh think about leading up to a match with dake and and just you know, yeah what it adds to his legacy all those things but also appreciates like a stronger team and not having to deal with dake so i think i think he probably um you know i mean he's he seems like a guy that like once he knows what his situation is he's going to be content with whatever that situation is and he's going to make the most of it. So, um, so I think if he sees Dake in there, he's probably like, Hey, this is great. I've got, you know, the mm -hmm. best, best competition. And if he sees Dake's going up, great. Don't have to worry about it. So I don't know. Yeah. They want to be the goats. They want to, uh, beat everybody. Uh, and they think they can, I mean, they can't get to that point without having that mentality. I don't think, I mean, I'm, I certainly don't have it and never can't put myself in those shoes, but I just, from my perspective, I think it's cooler to say that you beat a bracket with all these people and that, you know, David Taylor last year, it's cooler that he went through every hammer in 86 kilograms to get that gold than to say, you know, oh, we got the right draw, the right this, the right that. So yeah. it kind of goes back to that, like, you know, our perspective is is the fans in the media talking about a draw, whether it's good or bad, whether you have to beat these guys, what the legacy is. Whereas if you're an elite athlete at that level, you can't think that way and that's why we kind of button heads or you know having disagreements with some of the some of the greats of our sport right now about draws and brackets because they won't think that way and so you know it's a different perspective i think it's good that it, both ideas are out there casey Kreider, nfl pro bowler he had two questions well just one just even pro bowlers guys just the one unless it was two really good ones you could get two here's a better frl question for you how does Kyle Brackey feel about this weekend's game for the Packers? Can we get a prediction? So it's the Broncos, the team that Casey Kreider is on. He has an NFL game. Yeah. He's going to play against Kyle's team. Kyle's an owner, by the way, of the Green Bay Packers. So That's this true. is really a high-profile matchup. Um, but I have it on good authority. Um, since Brackey's not here, I'll just say it. Brackey has a, renounced his fandom and his ownership of the Green Bay Packers and is all in for the Broncos. Yeah. Wow. This, this week. Big news. He was, said yeah. that. It was an emotional Verbatim. decision this morning, but, yeah, he made it public. Yep. So, um, And I can say I'll speak on behalf of this room 
mm-hmm. and even Caleb Blakeman behind us in yeah. the control booth. We're we're Team Broncos this week. Hundred percent. No matter what. No matter what. And the Redskins are canceled. Also, I support that as well. <laughs> as are the Giants. Giants mm, are even more. Canceled. Well, we'll see. The, it's a new era. The Daniel Jones era is just starting. Yeah. Could be springboard to greater heights than the franchise has ever reached before. Totally. Last question, then we'll go. In your opinion, how do our world team results translate to the Olympic year? Do you think – this is from Nomad Switch. Also, do you think the Switch will be as big next year as it was this year? I think the Switch is just on an upward trajectory. Yeah. It's like Bitcoin. Yeah. It's only going to get more and more valuable. Ali have hit one probably because he saw that video. Yes. He yeah. hit two. He yeah. hit it twice. Yeah. So you're welcome, even though it didn't ultimately pan out for you. Hashtag switch season. season. Uh, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> world results, I think, matter a lot for the Olympic results. And you want to have some momentum going that way. And I don't think we, we really have it. How many did we call, qualify at Worlds in men's freestyle last year or last quad? Uh, 2015 or uh, 57? No. Um 65, no. 74. 74, yes. 86. I don't think so. No. Jake wasn't. Kyle, yes. Kyle, yes. And uh, Tervell, yes. Right? So was that yes. three? three? Three of six we qualified at Worlds. So we'll see. We're already – there's only four left now. And then yeah. we only got one more at Pan Am's qualifier. And then Jaden got one at the Frank. first – uh, last or the first last chance tournament, and there was two last chance tournaments, and then Frank almost didn't get it. And yeah, then, well, he didn't. He's right. He got fifth, and then Meldonium for the win off the top right. Road. Yeah, and yeah. then there was it was a whole another whole. Second. And then they kicked. It was it was. Uh, I think it was Medmeregajayev. I can't remember which one it was. They got hit for it, but then so they're like, all right, that results out. Frank's in. Then they're like, no, all the Meldonium people are cool. You can come, but we won't kick Frank out. So that guy yeah. was actually in the bracket. Yep. Yeah, oh, yeah. they're like, uh, yeah, they did a whole press release about who's in and why and what the protocol for moving guys up through the brackets because some guys weren't even bothering to wrestle back because it was top two or three or whatever. And then uh, uh, then they're just like, nah, everybody's in. Yeah. Everyone's in. It's fine. It wasn't even announced. They were just like, yeah, here's the list of competitors. They're like, all right. Wait, he's in? What happened? <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> that was a wild, a wild time. But yeah, I think the the predictive power of the worlds, it's like it's the best information we have. Yeah. It doesn't guarantee anything. Obviously you win worlds. You gotta earn it all over again at the Olympics, but that's the closest in time tournament of that level that you can look to for yeah. you know. It did feel like in twenty sixteen at the Olympics, our our team, you know, Burroughs obviously had had a really disappointing performance, but other than Burroughs, I mean, you know, the team the team wrestled really well um, for the most part. Dan Dennis didn't have a great showing, but, um, you know, the team really wrestled well, right? I think Molinero, uh, compared to what people thought, I mean, he was like the nine seed in the trials. He ended up fifth in the Olympics. Um, you know, he, he kind of did really well, progressed a lot over that summer. Uh, and then, and then Jaden medaled, you know, Snyder medaled. Uh, Tervell was in a medal match and then ultimately medaled thanks to the PED stuff. But, um, you know, really a really good tournament despite kind of a maybe mediocre world championships. So, um, you know, I don't know. I don't know how 
I, yeah, I don't know how our team will do. I think before this year's Worlds, when I thought about like our guys that we would probably that we you know could be sending to the Olympics, I thought this is a really really good team. But now two of our Olympic weights, uh, the two Olympic weights we've had are not qualified, so uh, maybe I'm not quite as confident as I was. Yeah, it's gonna be tough. Okay, with that we will go. Happy Thursday to you all. Thank you guys for listening to 408. I know every single one of you has listened to all 408 episodes. And I thank you for that. We will be back next Tuesday with plenty of world things to discuss. I think it will probably be a similar lineup because I think the the Kazakhstan crew won't be back yet. I don't think they'll be back till later next week. They have a long-term lease on a condo, so they yeah. can't really break that. Too early. It's a tax situation. It's very complex. We'll get into it next week for those guys. Um, watch Worlds. Root for Team USA. We'll be up tonight and the next night and maybe even one more night after that. Kind of more like just like a early, real early morning. Okay, like which is night. fine. Yeah. Good with a real early morning. Um, so, yeah. Go USA. Last year we did, I think one thing that we didn't do, we should have said the Pledge of Allegiance mm. on <laughs> FRL. We did that last year. We found out that Willie didn't know it that well. Um, and we didn't do it this year. So, I don't know. Maybe that for the 2020 Olympics. We'll get the Pledge of Allegiance going. Go USA. Go Americans that don't wrestle for USA, a la Stefan and any other guys that we have left. We do want you to win. I want you to win. I just don't want you to beat Americans. Another topic for another day. Thanks so much. We'll see you next time.